We've been working on this series in the book of Ephesians for a while now. We're working our way through it. And um, it's one of those books where you could teach it. And then after you were all done teaching it, you could go back to chapter 1 and teach it all over again. And then you could go back. And some people have spent their whole theological career just on the book of Ephesians, just studying it out and commentating and working through it. There's so much to this. So with the help of the Holy Spirit, we will share what I believe the Holy Spirit has led us to share what I feel in Ephesians chapter 3 would be needed for right now in this time. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to guide us today. Father, we love you. And Father, we thank you for your holy written word. It's already anointed. Now, Father, I pray you anoint our minds. You anoint our hearts and our ears to be open and to receive that we may know exactly what your word is saying and what you're doing. And we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody say it. Next Sunday will be the same as this Sunday. We'll do a 10 o'clock gathering. We'll do an 1130 gathering. Then the rules change around midnight next Sunday. And then the next Sunday... Um, they've changed the rules so that we can go to 50% capacity. So I think that's right around the 93, 94 mark that we're allowed in the room. Um, so looking forward to the one gathering and getting the whole family together again. Amen. Amen. And I, and I tell you, I try because I, I got to preach this sermon twice. And, uh, and I've been really trying to babysit this throat of mine. But when I get going and something hits me like a lightning bolt, it's hard to calm me down. <laughs> And, uh, and I'm trying my best, but I've got to deliver my heart. But I appreciate you folks and your love and your patience and just being you. And uh, it makes it all worthwhile. I get excited. It's been almost nine years since I've been doing this. And you know what? I get more, I get more excited now than I was nine years ago. And I know that's hard to figure out, but it's the truth. And it, it's, it's quite something to say the least. And uh, anyway, God's good. Ephesians chapter 1. Or Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1, Ephesians chapter 3. Amen. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation, everybody say revelation, he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which... When you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. I'm going to try to break this down, and I realize the style that I'm bringing this out to you is a different style than maybe a different level of expository kind of preaching. But in order to get the full understanding and appreciation and revelation of Ephesians, you pretty much got to go verse by verse to get it. And I'm just going to do that this morning, and I'm not going to hit every verse, but the verses I really feel that we need to, for your own study purposes and your own, your own benefit, go home and, and dive into Ephesians chapter 3, and then even on Wednesday night Bible study, this Wednesday night I won't be live on Bible study, but I'm still going to do the Bible study in premiere, so it will be there for you, and I dig a little bit deeper again into Ephesians chapter 3 in the Bible study for about 20 minutes or so. But read off the cuff. I want you to note something. Paul says, I the prisoner. 
Now, what I want to bring out to you this morning very quickly, it's not a deep revelatory thing, but it's important for us to know that Paul saw himself as a prisoner because, number one, he, he literally, not metaphorically, but literally, right now, he's a prisoner. waiting trial for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the reason I want to bring that out is I want us to see his attitude in being imprisoned in a very unjust situation. Could you imagine here in Canada for just standing up preaching Jesus being thrown into prison? There, it happens across the earth. In China, people have to hide in caves and barns and all kinds of things. Or in North Korea, if they get up and preach Christ, they are basically... It's a license to go to prison. It's a license to lose their life. But Paul literally says, I am a prisoner of Christ, and that he is. And he wasn't saying Christ has him in handcuffs. What he's saying is, I'm here because I'm preaching Christ, but that's not going to stop me. And the reason I want to bring that out is this, is that nothing that is going on here on the earth can shut down the church nor shut down the gospel. Amen? Nothing. When you think about his attitude and the culture, like sometimes we get this mindset that these writers were in awesome leather-covered chairs and oak-filled desks, as it were, and a really nice library and study when they sat and panned these letters to these churches, but that was not the reality. The reality was quite the opposite. They wrote freedom in the middle of bondage. I'm going to say that again. They wrote freedom in the middle of bondage. Understand, this world owes us nothing. The only freedom that you and I have is the freedom in the Lord Jesus Christ. The freedoms that you and I have right now, as far as this world is concerned, could come and go with the wind, as we have found out in the last year or so. But the freedom in Christ, it's locked in, locked, stock, and barrel. Amen? Now notice as he writes along here, and he talks about how that he has in verse number 2 and 3, he says, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God. Now I'm not going to get into all that this morning, but there are dispensations that God works in. And the, and the age and day that you and I are in right now is called the dispensation of grace. Okay? And so, for example, back in... Back in the early part when the Levitical law was given out, that was a dispensation of law. And God works, even though He does not change, His grace and power and authority works at different ways and measures depending on the dispensation that He finds the people of God in right at that moment in time. Now, I'm not going to dive too deep into that this morning. Just understand, right now, in 2021, I am in the dispensation of grace. It's the best time you could ever live in. I'd rather be in grace than I would be law. And so he says here, so which was given to me for you. Now in some versions it says to be a steward of this for you. And what I want to bring out to you today is this, that Paul was given this word and given this revelation and understanding, but he had a clear, clear mandate to be a good steward of God's grace. I say, well, that sounds good. 
Here's the point. The point is this. There is a mandate. There is a call. There is a, there is a, there's an opportunity, as it were, for you and I to be good stewards of God's grace. Have you ever given something to somebody and they was not good stewards of it? Okay, I'll break it down real simple. You give your kid ten bucks. Yeah. They go into the dollar store and they come back out looking for your debit card. And all we told them was, now take that $10 and use it wisely. When I was a little guy, and that was just not long ago, my, my allowance, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this, but there's a big family and a little money to go around. But I remember my allowance was like five bucks. But when mom gave me that $5 bill, I didn't whine, I didn't complain, I got dreaming, what can I do with this five bucks? I'm going to go to McCluskey's and I'm going to get candy and I'm going to get bubble gum and all this foolishness. It, but to me, it was like, and mom would just say, use it wisely. Well, I'd spend it real quick. And all they'd ever say is be good stewards of this. There was a deposit that was given to you and I at salvation, and he gave us grace. And here's the call in 21. I can be frivolous, I can be reckless, I can be radical with grace, or I can be a good, good, good steward of grace. You see, I believe that through the examples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we see amazing, radical good stewardship of God's grace. Even when he could have gave back, even when he could have given it back to them, even when he could have called 10,000 angels to call and get him off the cross, he exemplified grace one more time. When people accused him of wrongdoing, he even then puts good stewardship of grace and activated that. Now you and I stand here in this wonderful opportunity of 20 and 21, and we have this massive opportunity to steward grace all around us for people to see the love of Christ so what was going on was he keeping the secret why did Paul get all this revelation why did he get all this understanding God has understand this a certain place and a certain time to reveal who and what he is amen you see even in this context that we're in right now we only know certain levels of God When we get to heaven, we're going to see another level of God that's going to blow our mind. Amen? Before we get to the call, before we get to the rapture of the church, we're going to see more levels of God that will blow our mind. That we will, Wow, I did not know that. Well, everybody, I don't believe everybody will, but those that hunger and search after Him will be filled. I believe there will be people across this earth that in these closing days of time, we are going to see powerful revelations of the hand of God and the work of God and the Word of God and the Spirit of God. We're going to see something that is going to be, wow, exceedingly and abundantly. Amen? 
We find these little nuggets of secrets and revelation even in the genealogy. When read through the genealogy of Christ, we find Ruth and Rahab who were Gentiles. And he's, he's bringing down a wall. He started in Ephesians chapter 2, but he keeps on working on this wall in chapter number 3. And he keeps reminding them the wall between the Jew and the wall between the Gentile, it's gone down. The wall between any race, tribe, kindred, or tongue has completely been and tore down and God is in the middle of everything it was in his natural genetics and now it's in the spiritual genetics amen what does the love of Jesus do John 17 22 he even prayed for unity to bring them all together but here's the key the love of Jesus empowers us to live in unity it's not just getting along it's not even everybody just screen on the same thing all the time. They'd be kind of boring. But the love of Jesus empowers the church to live in unity. Amen? I'm going to break this out for you. Just take a two-minute break here. Just bring this to you. If you find that you're constantly struggling in relationships, not maybe in your family or in the church, if you find you're struggling, all you've got to do is say, Holy Spirit, would you empower me to live in unity? Even when I don't agree. Easier said than done, but the Holy Spirit makes it easy. Amen? Holy Spirit makes it easy. Number two this morning, He gives you and I power to share. You glad you got power in you? Amen? Verse number seven, of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace given to me by the effective working of His power. The task may be huge before us, but the power is great within us. It will give us the power. You see, you see, the power is not just an energy so much as it is revelation, as it is knowledge, as it is understanding. And there's the power to share. You say, man, I find it hard sometimes. And how can we reach this region? And how can we evangelize this region? I'm telling somebody today, the power of the Holy Spirit gives you and I the power to share the gospel. Amen? And so we move forward in verse number 8 says, To me, whom less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given. And Paul's saying, I will be faithful. I will trust faithfully. I will move God forward and trust God. And know God's going to work, God's going to do, and God's going to be. And we are going to be effective. And as the family and the church move forward, as a whole, we can express the love of Christ. At any given moment in time, regardless of the season the church is in, at any given moment in time, the church always ought to be able to stop and say, we are the perfect example of Jesus. That's quite a statement. Is this church the best example of Jesus that we possibly can be? Then, am I... The best example of Christ that I can be. Because while we are here on this church, we are representing Him. Doing His works, doing His ways, doing His word. He keeps on moving forward. He keeps building up and building up, building up. Then we get into verse number 10. Not only is it just power to share, but there's power to grow. Verse number 10, it says this, To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. That there is a 
sermon series unto itself. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be known to the church, by the church, to the principalities and powers. I'm going to break this down just for a second read that to you again. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God, which might be known by the church too. You get what he's saying? There's wisdom. There's power. There's revelation coming from Christ to the church. And whatever we receive and know, check it out, known by the church too. The principalities and powers in the heavenly places. How does the principalities and powers in the heavenly places know the manifold power and grace and love of God? Through the church. That's powerful. When you think that we just read in Ephesians chapter 2 about the prince and the power of the air. We just read in Ephesians chapter 2 how that we are seated in heavenly places and we're above principalities and powers and wickedness and all those things. We're above that. But I believe with all my heart that what we must be clear and strong about is this, is that the natural world and the supernatural world will know that at this house, God's glorified. At this house, we will see healings. At this house, we will see deliverance. At this house, the natural and the supernatural will know who is in charge. I know in whom I believe in. And you know what? Sometimes we work and we pray and we do our thing. And the demonic forces that try to put a stronghold over Charlotte County, they're going to have a little meeting one of these days and they're going to say, you know what? Based on what we know, based on what we hear going on at that house, cancer's gone, cancer's gone, cancer's gone, breathing problems gone, hurts gone, addictions is gone. You know what? What we know is God is in charge in this region. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. Yeah, turn me up again. <laughs> I hear an echo in here. <laughs> Woo. And I, that, that comes by revelation, but to know. It's not little old you, and it's not little old me just barely getting by. But we know. That's why, never forget your standing in God. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And it's okay to let the region know. Let every dominion and every power and authority know that God's in charge in Charlotte County. That gospel is at work in Charlotte County. God is at work in the natural and the supernatural. There's no witchcraft. There's no card reader. There's no horoscope writer that has more authority and insight on the things of God than does the head of God. God. Glory to the living God. And he moves forward and he says, you got to know this. This is what's going on right now. And then verse number 12, he says, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Glory to God. Boldness does not mean arrogance. Boldness means he's not going to let me down when I walk in the room. I got his full time attention. Amen. 
I walk in there and I say with boldness, I believe you're my healer. With boldness, you're going to raise my kids. We sang about healer. We sang about the power of God. And we have boldness with absolute full confidence. Assures you of confidence in the gravity is holding your seat down right now. There's confidence in the hand of God that he'll turn your world around, your situation around, your sickness around. We have access. There's no delay. There's no wall. There's no hindrance. There's no mountain. There's no ocean we have complete and from we have full access to the hand of God there's not one thing stopping the hand of God but you or I Hey man, I get a little excited, but it's the truth. Because in the spirit realm, I see the diseases falling off people's bodies. I see the handcuffs falling off people's bodies. I see chains coming off of people's bodies. I had a meeting just this week with someone in my office, and the lady said, I had a dream. I get up this morning, and I had a dream. And Jody, I walked in this building, and there was people everywhere. I was on the upper floor. I was on the lower floor, and there was people everywhere. And I just kept falling following you around. I'm telling somebody right now, we have access. We have access to salvation. This county has access to salvation. Glory to the living God. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations. He goes, you look at my prison cell, think nothing of it. Think nothing of it, which is your glory. And then he goes on to verse 14. My goodness. Whew. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to stop right there. That's what we're going to do. I want to give this last part of the text the time it deserves. I'm not, I'm not right. People here, you showed up and this is all you need to know. Number one, he loves you. We are an ambassador and a, a good steward of his grace. And the fact that he believed in you and I enough. That he says, you know what? Through your action and through your worship and through your prayer, the principalities and the powers and everything naturally and spiritually are going to know the hand and the authority and the power of God. And the next thing you need to know is there is a boldness that's going to come on the house of God. There's a boldness that's going to come on the people of God. There's going to be an authority that's going to come on us because we finally have complete and full revelation that we have access to the throne where I will obtain everything I need in my time of need. I'll get every bit of grace, every bit of mercy, every bit of healing, whatever it is I need. I'm going to get it right now because I have access to the throne room of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I believe with all my heart right now, if you step up in an act of faith, if you step up in a walk of faith today, you could get your miracle. I realize some of you this week have gotten bad news reports from your doctor. I realize your bank statements may not read as you would wish them to read. I realize that maybe your kids are struggling at school, but you got to know that God is still in charge. Yea, though He slay me, though I will trust Him. And you know what? Pain may last for a little while, but joy comes in the morning. And us I, uh, I'm trying to get this out in English but somebody you got to make up your mind I'm going to the throne room and I'm getting my healing Kelly we're with you Kelly we believe in the hand of God's healing he went to the stripes he took those stripes on your behalf and cancer is gone Whew. glory to the living God
Or the devil would say, the devil would come along and say, oh, but you're all handcuffed and you're all masked up and you can't do this and you can't do that. we got to take on the mindset of Paul says, you know what? I don't care what this world is doing. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Glory. Phyllis, this feels pretty good. My soul. You got something you have need of today? Why don't you just stand to your feet right now and just reach up your hands towards heaven? I'm telling you, if you want something from God right now, just stand to your feet. Just stand to your feet. You want something from Him? Stand to your feet. Father, across this auditorium, you see the hand of faith and you see the feet of faith. Peter had to get out of the boat and go for a walk. Father, you see the hand of faith and you see the heart of faith in this room. These are good people. They love you. They're faithful. They're digging in your word. They're reaching out to one another in unity and love. And Father, even online, people that are watching online today, Father, I believe right now, sicknesses are going to be going from people's bodies. I believe infirmities are leaving people's bodies. And by your stripes, we are and were healed. In Jesus' name. Lord, I call out to those right now that in Jesus' name may their faith be stirred and may faith arise right now as their confidence rises. Give somebody right now, right now, revelation is coming to someone's heart. Revelation is coming that you have boldness and you have access. Somebody, you're just getting a revelation right now that you have access. God hasn't shut the door. He hasn't built a wall. He's not hindering you one little bit. He's opened up the pathway. He's made the crooked path straight and He's made a way into the point where He even wants to dwell with inside of you and it's that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you will bring you your miracle it will bring you revelation that you have access right now to the king of kings right now in Jesus name we're just going to worship and we're going to pray and we're going to stand and believe God right now for miracles in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name
Understanding is coming. Now I'm going to say this much today before we go. If you're standing in need of a miracle, I just want you to come stand up to the front here. Why would you ask me to do such a thing? Step of faith. Leave it at the altar. And I've just got to do what the Holy Spirit's asked me to do, so. He's still the author and the finisher. Maybe you want to come on behalf of someone else. But I'm going to stand here behind this desk today and choose to believe our God's a healer. Our God's a healer. God's a healer. Amen, Chucky. Free, but he's free. Over to God. We're going to sing that song, Healer. Healer. God's going to heal her. You have access, boldness, access, favor. That's it. He's got, it. He's got everything ready to go. And we're going to stand on the Word of God right here and right now. We're going to, what we're going to do, we're going to sing this healer song. And then as we land the plane on that song, I'm just, going to, I'm just going to go right across the room. And remember, God is not limited one little bit. The only thing limiting God would be us. That's it. He's already proven that he holds the worlds together by the power of his word. Scripture already says he sits on the circle of the earth. 
The scripture already says that he took the world and spoke it in, that was nothing into something just by the power of his word. And if he could do that, he can wipe out any infirmity, any disease, any sickness, any pain, any situation whatsoever in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Access, Norma. Access. Let's just worship. Build your faith. Just worship on him. Get your mind on him. Get your mind on things above. And then we're going to see the hand of God just sweep across this auditorium. Amen. In Jesus' name. All right. Here we go. Healing. command cancer to be gone under this body every cell in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by your stripes we are healed I stand in healing I walk in healing I choose to believe the word of God I am healed I'm covered under the blood of Jesus I'm sealed by his spirit I stand in accordance with the word of God I am walking in miracle. Right now, I am a testament of the will of God. I am a testament of the power of God. I am a testament of the healing of God. I walk by faith and not by sight. I will believe the word of God. I will believe the hand of God. I am covered. I am seated. I am healed in Jesus' name.
Stand on the Word of God. Stand on the Word of God. Stand on the Word of God. Walk by faith and not by sight. Father, right now, that which we have received in this house today, it will stay. It will be grounded and it will be rooted. And it will stay locked in, Father. Not because you have the issues of locking things in, but we have the issues of doubt and worry and fear. So anything that may come along this week that would try to hinder somebody or hold somebody back, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you seal that promise within them, that confidence that is within them, Father. And that, Father, everybody we prayed for will walk away and believe and believe. He said, by your faith, you have been made whole. Your faith. God's power never will be in question. But your faith has made you whole. Father, glory to the living God. My goodness, we love you. We're going to finish this up next Sunday. When Paul gets into a powerful prayer, that's going to take me about a good 25 minutes to get through. But we love you, and God bless you. Have an amazing week, and we're going to see you again.